On today's episode of the podcast, I try very hard to not talk about sleep, but I fail. So yeah, we're talking a little bit about sleep. Mostly I talk about supplements and I share how I am supplementing and nourishing myself, what minerals and vitamins and herbs I'm taking to help support me through this very depleting phase in my life. I also talk about my deep-seated longing for a village and throw some tangible questions out there for how maybe we can actually make that happen. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Let's jump in. All right, my friend, welcome back to the show. It's time for a brand new episode of From the Heart. And I am here, your most energized and most excited, most put together podcast host, Rachel Brayton. Hi. No. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I am the least energized and the least excited. Today is just a very... Today's a hard day. Today's a very hard day. I had a moment just walking in to record today where I was like, okay, maybe I I should dig up a topic like I could go into. We have a little file filled with all of your beautiful questions that you send in every time we have an Ask Rachel segment on the show. And I thought maybe I should just pick a question and then have a focus and really talk about something else because I don't know how to human today. I don't know how to sit here and not talk about not sleeping. And it's a drag. It's really a drag. I'm just, oh, I feel, I feel so over this as the main topic of my life. I feel this must be just really boring to listen to. Like I'm thinking like if I was really into a podcast and I listened every week for different reasons. And then every single week that podcast host was just like crying about not getting any sleep. How how dull, like how incredibly unex unexciting and uninspiring is that? And I just thought, okay, I'm just going to pick a topic and talk about that and then get into that. 
And now I sat down and I just like, oh my God, my friends are listening. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm crying now. I I just, I can't, I can't talk about anything else. I can't pretend. I can't, I can't fake it. How cool to be a human that can like fake it through their days and just put on that like brave big smile and just adult your way through any situation. I am not that person anymore. I'm a, I'm barely a person. <laughs> okay, this is so sad. Truly, I feel like today is one of those days where I feel like I'm barely a person. I am a puddle. I'm a puddle of a human lying on the floor, like circling the drain right now. That is my, <laughs> that's how I feel in my body, in my brain. So we just had a, a really, really, really terrible night. After a couple of days that have been a little bit better, I have decided I want to bring on a human design expert on the show just to talk about human design because I am so intrigued by human design, uh, which is this personality thing. It feels even more complex almost than astrology. And it's about having all of these, like there are certain kind of human design types and then you have all of these energy centers in the body that can be open or closed and that relate to different things. And it's just very fascinating. And some for some reason, I just had a feeling like I want to learn about Bear and his human design, because what if there's something there that could give me a clue into what to do for sleep? And then I got some really cool advice and I got similar advice from a lot of different people who do this kind of work who said essentially that Bear has a certain type of energy center that is in a certain way. That means that he feels uncomfortable and unsettled when things get too quiet, especially after eating. And we've been doing this thing where we try to have a really gentle wind down, like we have dinner and then we we, we try to be quiet and we lower the lights and we lower, lower the noise. And it's a constant struggle to keep Leia from being wild and crazy with him because we're trying to prep for bedtime by winding down, which is like a normal thing you do with every baby. I mean, it's just makes total sense. You wind down before bed. You don't wind up. But then all these people were telling me, maybe that's not at all what Bear needs. It could be that the quieter you get, the more unsettled he feels and the more he ramps himself up because of this um, this energy center or this type of, of person that he is according to his human design. And I just resonated with that because literally we have tried two hours before bed 90 minutes before bed, we just go into like a very dimly lit room and we chill. Like we're just lying in a bed or on the floor and we're just taking it really easy and trying to read a book, doing some breath work. Like really, like here's our wind down. And this little bear, he just, he goes insane. He literally climbs the wall. Like the quieter we become, the wilder he gets. He ramps himself up to the point of like, he's a six month old doing somersaults, literally. Like he is crazy, batshit freaking crazy <laughs> and gets crazier the more chill we get. Like how bizarre is that? So we decided we're going to try this other thing now. Let's just, let's, let's do it the human design way where after eating dinner, we let Leia go bananas with him and we do a lot of rough play. <laughs> Which sounds so crazy. But we've been doing that where we did do like an hour of wrestling with him. <laughs> He's six months old and we're wrestling him. I mean, truly, 
in a fun, playful way, obviously, like he's shrieking with laughter. He loves it. Lots of intense, like physical pressure, just lots of physical input and stimulation. And, uh, and he slept way better those nights. Like how great, how wild is that? So, so, so bizarre. So yeah, so we had a couple of good days and then last night just did not. Yeah, we didn't, I don't know. Dennis was in charge of the evening because I took a bath. I was so tired from the day. So I wasn't there for the last hour. And it was just, we were up 10 PM to 3 AM with a lot of crying. And it's just this very psychologically intense thing to be almost asleep and to think like okay he's finally down oh my god thank god thank god thank god and then you're like drifting off to dreamland finally because you're so exhausted every bone in your body is like oh my god thank you thank you and then it's just it's false like he's not asleep all of a sudden he ramps up again and he either cries and is sad or he just starts talking to himself and he's just like lying there babbling and then going through cycle of cycle of that, of almost getting sleep, and then no, and then almost getting sleep, and then no, and then finally he falls asleep, but he only sleeps for 20 minutes, which is the exact amount of time I need to actually settle and fall asleep. So it's like, I go under, <laughs> I get to touch sleep, and then I get yanked back up. And there's something about that that is just psychologically, I mean, it feels like torture, truly feels like freaking torture. And... Oh, no, so, so bad. <laughs> and then this morning we have, yeah, we have so much snow. It's basically like a little blizzard outside. So the buses aren't going. Dennis had to take Leia to school. Yeah, and I didn't get a chance to recuperate any of that sleep in the morning. And once I'm up, I'm up. And then I'm just a zombie. Like I'm just, a zo I'm a zombie. I'm not even a person anymore. <sighs> and I also feel like it's so boring to talk about this. And so dull. And so like, can I have some other thing <laughs> be the center of my life, please, for just a little bit, just any other thing. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with their signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. I, uh, it's so interesting how, just how emotional this is. And obviously, like, I know, like, I am giving myself a lot of grace 
I am being kind to myself. I'm taking it so easy. I'm just, I'm, I'm really trying. But at the same time, I think it was, yeah, like 10 days ago or something. I was like, I can't, I can't have this be my life. Even, like this might go on, say this goes on forever. And we were trying everything and we have tried everything aside from leaving him to cry it out and just walking away. We have tried literally everything. And I'm just not willing to to do the cry it out thing. It's just never going to be what we do. But other than that, we've tried everything. And now I just, a few days ago or a week ago, I just accepted it. Like, okay, this is what it is. It's not going to last forever because he's growing, he's getting older, things change all the time. And there's no way that this is going to be a thing for a year ahead. Like, no, he's going to be, he's almost seven months. He's learning how to walk right now. He's standing on his own. Like he's, he's developing a lot. All of a sudden something will be different. And I know this is true. So I just have to find a way to try to live. <laughs> to try to live. Because I put everything on hold. I talked about a couple of weeks ago, just giving yourself a grace period when you're trying to survive, when you're going through something really hard. And I've been doing that for a long time. It's been four months, almost four months, three months, three and a half months now of just off, no sleep. Yeah awful or no sleep. That's a long time. And um, I want to move my body again. Like I've put everything on hold. Like I'm not moving really. I'm doing some like puddle on the floor, stretching on my yoga mat kind of movement, lying on my PEMF mat, lying in the bath. Like I'm doing a lot of just restorative things, which is what I need. But also one of my big intentions for this year is I want to feel strong in my body again. And say this goes on for months and months, am I just going to never go back ever and, and train and do anything for my body that actually feels good in that sense? Like I want to get back to just assert, yeah, I want to get back to me. And I just don't see how that's going to happen if I don't push through a little bit. So I've left grace period land. <laughs> I have. I mean, I'm still eating like chocolate on the couch and just like, you know, doing whatever I want. But I am training now. I have a personal trainer who I see twice a week. And I'm going to see her today. Actually, I'm going in like an hour. And I woke up this morning after yeah 45 minutes of sleep in the morning or some bullshit. I was like, no, like there's no way I'm, I'm going to cancel. I'm going to just cancel with her. Like, how? There's no possible way for me to go and train in this state of mind. But then, you know, I had a cup of coffee, took my supplements. I take my Shilajit. Anyone who is on Shilajit, like, knows what I mean in terms of just the wild, insane energy boost you get. So Shilajit is a, it's a resin. It's a, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's an Ayurvedic thing. Um, it's a resin that is only found in a certain part of the Himalayas. And it has these crazy compounds and of fulvic acid and 83 different kinds of essential minerals that your body really needs. And um, yeah, it's like a little resin. It tastes so intense. It's really, it tastes like eating metal. Um, but I do, I, I do a little glob of that in tea um, sometimes in the morning. I also have these gummies, this, these Shilajit gummies. Um, I work with a company called Organifi. You can find them there. Use the code YOGAGIRL for everything and you get a 20% discount. Oh my God, look at me. Look at me go. <laughs> 
No, but seriously. So I take those gummies. I'll take two or I'll do a little glob of shilajit in my tea. And I can feel, it's like I can feel this synapsis. Is that what you call it in English? Like the little nerve endings of my brain just firing on. It's like my brain turns on. <laughs> and I've been reading so much about what happens during labor and birth and what happens postpartum in terms of mineral depletion in the body. The single most important thing that we supplement as postpartum mothers is our minerals. And I can feel that difference. For me, it's kind of rare to, to take a supplement and immediately feel like I can just, I feel the need of this. I feel how nourishing this is for my body. Like I feel it in my bones. But when I take my minerals, that's how I feel. I don't feel that way when I'm like, you know, taking my vitamin C or if I drink a protein shake or whatever else I, stuff I do. With certain kind of herbs, I can feel it. Like I can feel it with nettle. Stinging nettle is super high in those essential minerals as well. So it's a really good just herb to supplement with if you are postpartum or if you're depleted or if you're not sleeping or it's just a really good all-round tonic to take all the time. And I make my own tincture with stinging nettle and take a couple dropperfuls of that in my water if every single day. And you can also just make an infusion with nettle and just drink it as tea. I do that all the time. And so doing that, taking shilajit, taking my magnesium, <laughs> I feel like most problems in life can be solved by just upping your magnesium a little bit. <laughs> I don't just take my magnesium. I also put it on my body and I also put it in the bath <laughs> and I just soak in it. And then electrolytes, which is also all minerals and salts, right? So these are the things and I can... I have I have a supplement cabinet, literally, like a whole closet full of all the things. And I have it listed in alphabetical order, like the different kinds of vitamins and tinctures and herbs and, and, and things that I take. And some things I just go to for like if we're have if we have the flu or you have a cold or there's something going on, okay, here's where I go. But most things I just cycle through intuitively if I feel, okay, here is what I want right now. And since I'm not sleeping now, I'm doing some more adaptogens and adaptogenic mushrooms as well. I put in my coffee every day and I take ashwagandha, which is really good just to restore when you are in a peak hyper stressed place uh, or in a place of depletion. Also for no sleep, it's really, really good. I put ashwagandha in my latte. You always take ashwagandha with something fatty, really important, like a spoonful of ghee or a little butter or a full fat milk or something. Um, but I just kind of like cycle through what I need. But these days or these months when I'm not sleeping, that feeling of I need my minerals, like I need the shilajit, I need the magnesium, I need the electrolytes, I need the salts, like the salts, like I, I it would never occur to me anymore these days anyway, to just drink a glass of water, like a glass of dead water from the tap. Like, no, I'm going to put some gray Celtic sea salt in there and a squeeze of a whole lemon, or I'm going to do something to bring life into that water, which might sound crazy, but it makes a difference in how I feel. And after I drink that tea, or I take my nettle, or whatever it is I'm, I'm doing, it's like that, yeah, it's better than a cup of espresso in the morning. It's that like turning my body on. And I've just been reading so much about how big of a loss we have in the body when we breastfeed, after having been pregnant, after having given birth, where we're literally giving our mineral stores to our baby. 
Um, and that includes copper and just essential minerals that we don't get so much of in our food, but we actually have them stored in the body and we need to make an effort to get them. Like we need to eat more liver, for instance, or more organ meats or more shellfish and things that we generally don't eat tons of all the time. And I'm not eating tons of liver right now. I'm not eating tons of shellfish. So I'm just supplementing. And uh, I think it's saving me. I don't know. Man, <laughs> I didn't mean for this podcast to become like a supplement like podcast, but maybe, maybe that's where your brain is at too. And I think if you are in that place also of just not sleeping or whatever you're going through, being really stressed or grieving or anything that just heightens your need for nourishment and support, which is all the critical moments in life. I feel even just being a bystander of trauma, which we all are, Literally, we're watching a genocide unfold in real time on social media and in the news every moment of the day. And it's somehow becoming normalized because so much time has passed. Just being a bystander of that trauma or any trauma that we watch unfold in the world all the time puts us in a heightened place of needing more nourishment than normal. And when you're not sleeping or not eating or not, you know, not getting what you need, not having your needs met on a daily basis, you become hyper aware of what's happening in your body. At least that's what ha what's happening for me. I imagine you can also get into a place of just shutdown where you don't notice at all what is happening in the body and you feel out of touch. For me, I feel more in touch because I, I can sense this urgent need of, okay, well, I, I'm not sleeping. What can I do? right? What can I gift myself? What do, my, what, do, what do I need right now? What feels most loving? Is it like go pump iron at the gym? <laughs> Which I'm literally going to do today. I'm actually really excited to go. Let's see how I do or how it goes. I have a really cool personal trainer. Um, she's also a massage therapist. I've said like if I show up here one day and doing horribly, I'm going to ask you for a massage instead of a session because it's just a private session and, and, I, and I can choose. She's like, yeah, for sure. Anytime. Just like change your mind and, you know, whatever you need. So it also feels good that I don't have like a drill sergeant over there that's going to yell at me. But like a woman who, who has kids, who knows what this is like. But just that feeling of, okay, well, what can I gift to myself? What do I need? But no longer being in that grace period of all bets are off, all expectations are gone, survival mode, where no, I want to, I want structure in my life now. I want to take my supplements and I want to nourish myself and I want to feel as good as I can around all of this. I still want to move my body. I still want to get back to a place where I feel like my body is my own. And that's a strange, it's a strange place to be. I don't know. I I love nursing this baby. There's literally, there's nothing I love more. I love breastfeeding. I know breastfeeding overall is a, it's a triggering topic, strangely, and, not, and maybe also not strangely, but every time I mention anything around breastfeeding being beautiful or breastfeeding being a good thing for the baby or just like the magic of breast milk, how breast milk at night has helps your body, your baby's body produce melatonin. As an example, like there's a purpose with breast milk. There's a purpose with our babies wanting milk at night. It's not just something's wrong and we're not getting any sleep. Like there's certain qualities to our breast milk that only happens at night. 
And there's a reason why our babies want to eat at night. It's not, it's, it's not like they're wired wrong. Like there's a reason they eat at night. Now, do I wish my baby would eat like three times a night, <laughs> wake up, feed and go to bed? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I would want that. Would I be like, I would take five wakings, like no problem. I could wake every two hours for 10 hours if he just woke up, fed and went back to sleep, like no problem. Yeah, three feedings would be better. Two would be great. <laughs> One feels like a far away distant land that's never gonna come my way. <laughs> and then the thought of like a night's sleep. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's laughable. It's literally laughable. It is a joke, the idea. The, 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 knowing that there are people, not just out there in the world, but there are people in my own house <laughs> who sleep in the next room, like a couple feet away, who sleep the whole night. They have a whole night's sleep. My fucking husband <laughs> just goes to bed at 10 p.m. and then wakes up at 6.30 and he just sleeps eight hours, just like that. <laughs> My daughter, yeah, obviously sleeps a lot more than that. But just the thought that that is a reality for people everywhere, all across the world and in my own home, it feels laughable. It feels so bizarre. It feels like a science fiction movie or something that sleep exists. I don't know. I, I've lost. Have I lost it? I've lost it. Well, can someone keep me in check? Like if I start, if I start really losing it and on this show, <laughs> I'm in your ear, you're listening to me talk. If I really lose it, will you tell me? Like, will someone call someone for me? <laughs> the thing is, no one in my, like, in real life life listens to my podcast. Dennis, it would never in a million years occur to him to ever listen to this show. He has enough of me just gabbing in his ear all day, telling him what to do and what I need. So no, he would, it would never occur to him to ever listen to this podcast. My best friends, my friends, extended family, no way, like no, 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 no one's here listening. So I just, I think I'm counting on all of you that if I just, if I lose it in a way where it only shows up on the pod, but maybe I'm keeping it together in my real life, I'm going to need you guys to, to call someone, okay? Just keep keeping, keeping each other in check. <laughs> just giving you a little bit of responsibility for my whole well-being now. That's fine, right? That's what podcast hosts do. This is normal. Anyway, we were talking about um we were talking about sleep and getting a whole night's sleep. Yeah, the idea of that sounds just so wonderful and so lovely and it's just not for me right now. No. And um we have defined a couple of things or a couple of things that I have just identified as truth, which is beautiful and also very hard. And that is that this baby, he is just, he really needs his mom. And yes, he has a dad who loves him so much. They have a really beautiful relationship. Like he sees him, he lights up, he like can't contain his joy, his whole body just yeah, he just starts twitching and like he gets so excited. Can't wait to be in his daddy's arms. Like he loves his dad. But when it comes to sleep at night and everything that relates to nighttime, like he just needs his mom. And if I'm, you know, downstairs doing something or I'm in the bath and, you know, I put him to bed and then he wakes up and Dennis comes in, he immediately just upon smelling that it's not me, like before Dennis even reaches the bed, he just like sits on his knees and just wails. He's like, no, 
<laughs> not you. You know, you're the wrong. <laughs> you're, you're not it. And that's so hard for Dennis. Like it's it's very hard for me. It's much harder for me, obviously, with the not sleeping and everything. So he he doesn't complain. He would never, yeah, he would never complain when things are this hard for me. But it's got to really suck to to not be the preferred parent, right? To be the rejected parent at all times, especially like when he really wants to be there. He really wants to help. And what happens when I'm not there is just he will just escalate and escalate and cry and cry and cry and cry. And I realize now it's not even that he wants the boob or that he wants to feed or nurse, but I can come back in and just lay next to him or put my hand on his back. And he's like, okay, okay. And then he just settles right away. So it's also beautiful in a sense that like we have that really, really beautiful mother-baby bond, which I think mothers and babies are supposed to have. It's innate. It's just natural. It's biological. It's there. And it's very hard to be the preferred parent. Like It, it, it really is. And I so wish I could just go to another room and like know that just Dennis has him and he's safe and he's loved and everything's fine. And and that's true, but it's also not fine. Like he's inconsolable and won't stop crying until I come back. And it's just, it's just really hard. I'm going to cry again. It's really hard. Yeah, it is really hard. So when I, yeah, when I take a step back and I look at my life, I know this is a blip of time. I really do. I know this is such a short moment in our whole lives. And even these years of just mothering and taking, tending to little children, like those years go by so quickly. They feel really long. It's really true what they say that the days are long, but the years are, are short. The years are so short, almost scarily short. I look at Leanna, she's going to turn seven in a couple of, in a couple of months. And it's like, where did, where did my little baby go? Like she's, she's so grown. She's so mature. She's so, it's so beautiful and wonderful this time. And I love our relationship and our conversations. And it's just getting more and more interesting in so many ways. But I miss her as a baby. And I look at just videos of her from like a year ago, two years ago. She's completely different. She's not, she's not little anymore. And that time, it just, it happens so fast. And I know this time with Bear, it's going to be gone so quickly as well. And when we look back at this time of just the baby years, they are so short. They are just a blip in our lives. And yes, it's hard, but it's also so brief and it's also so beautiful like this age, this time, it's, it's just, it's magic all in all. How else? I mean, how, how, how trippy is that? How else can you be awake all night <laughs> for months on end with a little human and like not get resentful? I don't know. And I'm not saying I never get resentful or people don't get resentful. Like it's really normal to eventually get resentful. And especially if you're not supported in other areas of your life, if you don't have that partner there to hold you in the morning, the next day, if you don't have someone to talk to, if you don't have the support, I have a lot of support. So I can kind of be in that challenging place and then I can step out and I can regulate again and then I can go back and be the mother I need to be for him. If I was a single mom, I don't, I don't know how I would make that happen. I, I don't know. 
But last night as I was like on the brink of losing my mind and it's like I, I still love him so much. I still want to hang out with him all day. I still look at him with these like rosy eyes of just like who is this magical being and I just I love him and adore him so freaking much and he's just terrorizing me <laughs> obviously not on purpose obviously I, I fully don't believe that a, a baby could ever give you a hard time like a baby like he's having a hard time if anything he's having a hard time he wants to sleep and for some reason he cannot and I don't know why I don't know why. If he's teething and something's hurting, if he has an intolerance to some kind of food and it's not sitting well with him, if he just doesn't know how to settle and he wants to learn how to settle on his own, but he doesn't, he can't. If he's starving all night, like I literally don't know why. And he's not going to tell me. He's not going to just wake up tomorrow and go, hey, here's what I need. And chances are maybe there's nothing more that he needs. That This is just part of this phase of development and this is just what it is trying to figure it out also is just driving me a little bit crazy and the fact that this love just transcends everything I find the coolest fucking thing I mean it really is it really 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 is no one prepares you for this nothing prepares you for this I mean there's love and then there is this all-consuming thing of, of of mothering it's not I mean it is love but it's also I don't know more vast than that, deeper than that. Like it takes you to the, just the pit of your deepest place of agony and despair. And then to the mountaintop of just the greatest ecstasy and joy you've ever known. And then you fluctuate between <laughs> the pit and the mountaintop and the valley and the mountain again and again, and around you go. And then that just continues for as long as you're a mother and obviously peaks during baby time. But I don't see that with Leia, who's almost seven. It's not changing. It's not, it's not like, yeah, it's not getting more dull or more muted or more, no, like that intensity of just my, the all-consuming love I feel for her. It's just, it's wild. And I think maybe this is the price we somehow pay for that. It's, it's that loss of comfort, loss of control, loss of routine, that ability to just be on the edge of things at all times, you know, being ready to just do whatever has to be done to 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 keep them safe and to keep them <laughs> to keep them here. I mean, it's really you would go, you would do anything. It is wild. It is a it is a trip. This whole thing, and and I'm in the middle of it right now, and that's also something to. It's a good little reality check to have that this, not just this week, but this day, this is like one of those deep, deep middle of it moments that I'm having. And probably tomorrow it will be different. Probably next week is different in a month, in six months, like everything changes all the time. And I'll look back at this moment and I'll look back at this time and I'll just feel so much love for this situation and for myself and so much grace. And I'll be proud that, hey, I mothered through all of this really well. <laughs> I held it together. I lost it a little bit on the podcast a couple of times, but like, I, I'm still here. We're still, we're still doing it. It's, um, yeah, man. I, uh, I can't stop thinking about the village 
it's on my mind. All, I mean, whenever I have a mind, which is, I feel like I, I, I have a mind. <laughs> my brain functions at times and then at times it doesn't. But when it functions, I think about the village. Yeah, today, for example, I, I had a really important meeting today that I really, really wanted to be put together and present for. I asked, we have a beautiful neighbor who doesn't work, who has said she would just love to spend time with Bear if we ever want someone to babysit or come help out. And she's been here twice and it's gone so well, just for like two hours at a time, just to play like, you know, uh, with Bear gives me two hours to do laundry or whatever I need to do. So I asked her if she could come because I had this important meeting and I really wanted to, you know, be, show up fully and and all the things. Uh, so she gets here, I get ready, I like, you know, get dressed properly, I clean up the office, it's like, an, it's an online meeting, I wanted, you know, you know, when you're doing a Zoom meeting, and you want your background to look okay, you guys do that too, right? It's not just me. <laughs> this is not my like, psycho Libra face. No, obviously, like you tidy up so that you don't look like you're, you're an ogre living in a swamp. Yeah. Anyway, I cleaned up the office. <laughs> just for the meeting. And then I, uh, you know, handed Bear over to Lana, our, our neighbor. And then I, and also made him food and like prepped everything and, you know, for them to have a whole hour and a half together. And then I sat there and like, no one logged on. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why? Like, I'm just all ready for this meeting. Where is everybody? Yeah, the meeting's tomorrow. <laughs> the meeting's not today. Oh, Okay meetings tomorrow. Okay, great. I don't have a babysitter tomorrow. Oh, okay. I don't have anybody tomorrow. I don't have any ability to actually like be present for that meeting <laughs> tomorrow because my brain is mush, mush. So anyway, when I do have a brain, like when my mind actually works, I think about the village. I think about what it would be like to have a place where I could just walk or where I could just easily get to where there were other mothers present with their babies. And not in that, like, we're, we're gathering here for an event or we're gathering here for a thing or we're having a play date or not, not, not in that sense where you even have to conjure it up and make it happen, but where, where that is just life, where you go next door or you go across the woods or you just go around the corner or whatever. And there are the other mothers mothering <laughs> and you spend more of the day or most of the day together tending to things tending to the children where there's always another pair of really loving hands ready there to to help you with some of the load with some of the responsibility and not in a way as it's a favor or you're paying someone to babysit or like we're doing now, like this neighbor we have, she's so sweet. I love her. But, you know, it's of course, it's a transaction. Like we pay her to babysit and it's great and wonderful. But what I'm talking about is just a different way of, of living, which I just don't see. I just, I, I can't figure out the logistics of how to make it happen. Aside from creating a commune of some sort, which I, I tried living in a commune when I was living in Costa Rica and it was... It was something for that phase of my life, being young with no responsibilities, nothing to do, you know, no kids, no, no real work, like everything just being, yeah, very free and easy. I think creating that here is a different thing. 
and now is a different thing. And it's also not really what I want. It's not that like 70s hippie commune idea where everybody shares a bathroom and everybody shares a a space and it's all peace and love. Like, no, not even that. I mean, more of the village where you have your own space, but you live together. Does that make sense? Like you have your own house, but you live together. Maybe you garden together, like you have a shared garden space and you grow your food as a community. Maybe you have the baker is a person who lives in the village and you walk over there and you get your bread from the person that you know who lovingly made that with their own hands, where it's less transactional and more of an exchange, right? Where it's more of a, just what I imagine was a beautiful part of living way back in the day. We're obviously, we're really happy and excited that we have all of these modern technologies and the internet and social media and all the, the stuff, right? Yes. But I feel like we, we lost something along the way there. And this thing that we're doing now in the West where we, I mean, across the whole world, where we live in these bubbles and my bubble is my bubble and your bubble is your bubble and we might interact and connect and even, you know, I have my best friends, like, well, I have one of my best friends who is in our bubble, <laughs> who's in our bubble, who's literally like, she just floats in and out. She lives an hour away, but she just still floats in and out. And when she's here, it's like, we're all, yeah, like she would make dinner and clean the whole kitchen. And I would never feel as if that's somehow like she did us a favor. No, it's just it's just life because we're in the same bubble, right? We're in the same family kind of feeling, you know, versus if you have an acquaintance or a friend come over and they, yeah, they do something kind for you. You're like, oh my God, thank you. Here it's more, we, we just do that for the family at all times. You know, we're in the bubble together. But everybody else, it's, it's kind of like we're in our own bubbles. Obviously, we have our own families and it's busy and we have our own kids and we have our own bills to pay and we have our own problems to freaking deal with. And, and then we connect and we share that and our kids play and, you know, we love each other. But then we go back to our bubbles again. And, and I think that's the case even for people who live in more proximity, right? Where you live in your own apartment and you have apartment neighbors and people above you and below you and next to you. And, and I think at least in this culture, for sure, it's a cultural thing. Sweden is probably the bubbliest people. <laughs> and I don't mean, you know, bubbliest and like cute and, and funny and like eccentric and you know bubbly personality no 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 I mean <laughs> we are the most sealed off in our own bubbles like we're, we're probably one of the more isolated cultures in the world in terms of how we interact or choose not to interact with one another it's really it's really yeah it's really it's really true it's much harder here to merge your bubbles than it is in other parts of the world where just that general culture is a little bit more warm and a little bit more welcoming and inviting and uh, touchy-feely. You know, it's very unsweetish to even like really to be physical and to be intimate with each other and to be intimate emotionally where you share in-depth things, you know, that are happening in your life. Like it's very unsweetish. And that's just what it is right? It's just what it is. And I'm Swedish, but I'm also very not Swedish. Half my life I wasn't here. I don't think my personality is that kind of 
traditional Swedish type. You know, Dennis definitely isn't that 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 traditional Swede either. We don't have, yeah, we have a different way in in our family, but we live in this place that is also kind of isolated. And I just, I literally like I, I put Bear to sleep in the day and for his nap, and I'm like, where? What about the village? <laughs> Tell me more about the village. Tell me more. And the the very thing that I'm sitting here on my own in my literal bubble contemplating the village is like just such a paradox because obviously the village will never be built by one person. It's never going to be this thing that one single human initiates. Like it's going to be, it's going to take a village to, to build a village, right? And I just don't know how it's done. I don't know. I literally don't know. And every time I talk about it on the podcast, I get at least a couple of emails from some of you who listen and you're like, yes, I want to do it. Like, how do we do it? And then I I just, I don't know. (laughs) How do we do it? I don't know. Can someone, can someone take the lead? (laughs) Can a, can a person who isn't a puddle on the floor take the lead and project manage this? Please. That would be great. Can you, I mean, you, you, you person, you listening, you, my friend, you, can you product project manage this? If I can find, okay, let, let me, let me, let me tell you what I can offer. <laughs> Someone who's sleeping needs to run this. Okay. It cannot be me. I might be able to offer land. Like we have a lot of land here. What if there's land for a village? Okay. Just hypothetically. Okay. I can. I can offer a way to invite and create the community through this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Through this podcast, through social media, like through the the beautiful network that that is this community. Like I can, I think everyone who wants this, who's listening now, like I can, I can be the connection point where we, where we come together. Yeah, I can make that happen. I think so. And that's it. <laughs> That's what I have. Okay. That's what I have. But I was even thinking like, what if we would start and we would just build a school and we start with a really badass like forest or earth school or in Sweden, we call it like an urskud. It means like an all weather kind of outdoor school. And we just start with a school and some land and someone to run that. Then I think, I think that could be a really good central point because if there is a good school, people would move and want to come together just for the sake of that, because good schools are so impossible to find. Obviously, this is happening in Sweden. D- is that clear? Do you guys know I live in Sweden so far? <laughs> anyway, I think I'm going to go. <laughs> I think I am going to cry. I think I need I think I think need a cup of coffee. I think I'm going to go work out or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing it. Anyway, if you have thoughts, ideas, and not just like fluffy ideas, but tangible ways to move forward somehow, email me, okay? I read all my emails. I might not answer every email, but when I have the energy and the time, I do. Um, Rachel at yogagirl.com. Yeah, write me there. Okay. Okay. I'm wishing you um, just a weekend filled with sleep. If you are one of those beautiful unicorn humans who just goes to bed at night and gets to wake up in the morning, 
take a moment tonight before you go to bed and just hold some gratitude in your whole body for that because that shit is not to be taken for granted and so beautiful. And I so envy you. If you are a person like me and you are in team no sleep going deep, I'm with you. Okay. You're not alone. You're not alone. And uh, take some shilajit. See if that helps you in the morning. Okay. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.